I've been putting bad guys away for 44 years. I've been part of investigating over a thousand deaths. I've been a part of putting more than 400 murders in prison, and I'm still at it. I'm Tim Corbett. These are my cases. This isn't your typical criminal profile podcast. This is Killer Catchers. Good evening. My name is Tim Corbett. I'm owner of Corbett Investigative Services, South Bend, Indiana. If you ever need to get a hold of me, you can reach me at 574-229-8115. One thing I want to start out with, I want everybody to understand the homicides that we talk about. This is a we game. This is everybody involved, from the initial police officers to the detectives to the chemists to the juries to everybody. Anybody that was involved in these cases, we want to give recognition to. I can't name them all one by one because I'll forget somebody and I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. But I can tell you, this is a game that we all are involved in, that we all take care of, that we all work on. So don't let anybody ever tell you I solved it because it's not true. Tonight with me will be Brian Cook. Brian's a sergeant with the St. Joseph County Police Department. And on the phone here is going to be Chris Cronwitter. Chris is a officer with South Bend Police Department. He'd like to be with us tonight, but he had to have back surgery. So um, he can't be with us and he can't be on Dancing with the Stars. So Chris, you hear us okay? Yes, I do, Jim. Okay. All right. The the homicide we're going to talk about today happened on August 11, 2018 at about 1.29 a.m. That's when we received the call to go to Hickory Village Apartments in the city of Mishawaka. The person that was deceased uh, is 19-month-old Zion Harris, a healthy baby for all practical purposes until, um, I don't want to say a lady, a woman by the name of Tierra Montgomery decided to snuff his young life. Tierra was involved in a relationship with Zion's mother. Uh, for all practical purposes, Zion's mother thought that the relationship was going along fine until Tierra Montgomery decided that uh, she needed to eliminate this uh, helpless baby and go on with her life in such a perfect way. I can tell you her life is not perfect now. Um, she's in prison. We'll tell you more about what, uh, what time she got. You're going to hear a story at the end that I'm going to tell uh, what she did after she killed this baby. We're going to build up to it. We're going to tell you a lot of things, but I'm going to tell you the end result. I don't want these two officers to have to explain it because I don't want uh, their departments to come after them for some of the language and some of the things you're going to hear. But uh, we've done several of these. You've watched them. You've heard them. If you haven't yet, you can go back and go to Killer Catchers on YouTube and you can watch them. What we're going to tell you tonight is you're going to shake your head. You're going to go, there's no way this happened. It happened. Right here is a 78-page transcript of the admissions that she made to Brian Cook and myself. Um, it's going to make you puke is what it's going to do. If anybody can look at what she did and justify her actions, and I'm sure when you hear it, some people are going to go, oh, she was crazy. She wasn't crazy. She wasn't crazy even a little bit. She wanted to eliminate this baby's life so she could have a whole new life. And she could go on with, with Zion's mother and try and blow it off as an accident or whatever. From the beginning to pretty much to the end of that statement, she lied. She continued to lie. And we continue to press on and break her lies down. The people at the scene that uh, tech the scene, uh, they were able to disprove a whole lot of things that resulted in a lengthy prison sentence. Um, Cookie, I'm going to 
I'm going to take you back to that early morning hours of August 11th, 2018. Uh, you got the call just like I did. Tell me what you remember. Uh, well, Chris Cromwitter and I were, were partners in the homicide unit at that time. Um, <laughs> and the call was uh, a baby from Hickory Village that uh, had some life-threatening injuries, and little Zion did not die at that time. Uh, he fought for for several hours, um, but it, it was, uh, I think it was Mishawaka transported uh, the Tierra Montgomery, the, the suspect to homicide, uh, where we started to interview her while the techs worked on the, uh, worked on the scene. Um, so that's, that's how it, it kicked off. Um, and we can go into it later, but in her interview, she gave several different versions of the stories. Um, Do you remember talking to the mother? Uh, I, I don't believe I did. I think Chris is the one that had the good relationship with the mother. I think Krumwitter, uh talked with her because she, was, she wasn't a real people person, and but she liked Chris. So, Chris, I'll let you talk about mom. Chris, tell, tell us about meeting mom and uh, describe her to me or us and uh, how she described uh, the baby. Uh, Asia's a, a, a tiny little girl. Um, she loved Zion uh, with all of her heart, no doubt about that. Um, when she had came in for the interview that, uh, that early morning, uh, she was suffering from a, a terrible toothache that she was having at the time. And on top of that, trying to figure out what happened to her young son. Uh, she was as, as cooperative as a, as a young mother, uh, I guess you could expect to be at that point in time, just finding out that, uh, you know, her, her son was in the hospital and possibly not going to make it. Uh, it was a long interview. I did several interviews with her. Uh, she was, like I said, as, as cooperative as could be uh, under the circumstances. How did she describe Zion to you? That was just uh, her little bundle of joy. Uh, she would talk about going out to the park, playing ball with them, uh, that he was just uh, a crazy little guy that, loved to run around, have fun, play ball. Uh, just like I said, was the light of her life. Did she, uh, when you were talking to her, did she have any idea what happened to Zion? No clue whatsoever. Uh, she was at work when she got the call. And uh, this was, I, I don't even think it had really set in with her at that point in time uh, during the first interview, what was going on. Well, when she left for work, Zion was okay, correct? Yes, yes. Uh, Zion had uh, a case of pink eye, uh, so he was a little irritated because of that um, before she went to work. But uh, she calmed him down, got him to go to sleep. And when she left for work, he was in great health. Uh, and I think probably just happy that his mom was there with him to calm him as he went to sleep. Okay, and after your initial statement, did uh, she end up going down to the hospital? Yes, yes, she did. Okay. Um, now, as I recall, um, 
she worked. Asia is the one that went to work, and Tierra stayed home with the baby. Is that correct? Yes, uh, that is correct. Now, I, I, I'm sure I'm remembering this quite correctly. That we all kind of sat down and talked, and it was, uh, it was a, I don't want decision. I'm not going to say decision, but it certainly we all agreed that um, Tierra staying home while Asia goes to work. Tierra's taking care of the baby, which involves, you know, diaper changing, spills, feeding, bathing, uh, putting him to sleep, getting him up. If he's sick, she's taking care of him. And obviously they were involved in a lesbian relationship, which means absolutely nothing except for what I'm about to say. Every time, in my opinion, Tierra looked at that baby, she realized that Asia had been with a man, obviously, previous to their relationship. And number two, she is stuck at home taking care of this thing that looks like Asia, that reminds her of the father, and this thing is interfering with her life. And when I say thing, I don't mean that derogatorily towards uh, Zion. I'm talking about her psyche, about every time she looks at that baby, it's a reminder of a, of a relationship Asia had uh, prior to their relationship. Does that make sense? you remember that? Definitely, definitely. And that's, you know, I'm not trying to go all Dr. Phil on everybody, but that's, that's what happened. You know, she's stuck there uh, and I'm taking care of your baby and you're going to work and you're having interactions with people and you're getting to come and go and eat and do things and I'm stuck here and this thing is what makes me stuck here. So the quicker this thing is out of our lives, we can go on with our lives and things will be better in our relationship. That's exactly how I saw it. And I think you guys did too. Yes, sir. Now, how long did it take uh, Cookie for, for Zion, uh, for him to pass? Uh, Zion lived for several hours. Uh, in fact, uh, during the interview with Tierra. Um, the, the thought, and we had told her that Zion is still hanging on. He's still, he's still fighting. And it was during, uh, the interview that we received word that, word that he had passed. Um, did you, did you ever go in the house, the apartment? I did. Did you also go in Chris in the apartment? Yes, I did. You remember the condition of that apartment? Chris, that's for you. I know myself. I'm sorry. That's all right. I didn't. I didn't say your name. Uh, you remember the condition of the the apartment? Yes. Uh, tons of kids' toys around, and uh, from the interview, because I went uh, to the apartment after uh, the interview with uh, Asia, uh, tons of toys around for Zion to play with. It, it wasn't in disarray at all. It uh, it was your typical young mother. Uh, with a young child uh, apartment, cluttered is how I would how I would say it, um, and I do recall a lot of toys. Uh, the The baby was not uh, denied anything from what I saw, except of course the right to live. Um, we had to do a search warrant on that uh, apartment, and during that search, uh, different items of evidence were found. Certainly. You know, we had to concentrate on the area where the baby was last at, 
And part of that information came from Tierra. Uh, if I remember correctly, the baby had been in a, uh, what do you call it, the high chair, and she had fed him. And then what did she do from there? Where, where was the actual assault? Cookie. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, 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 the feeding was earlier in the night. Uh, the uh, Tierra was, was there with Asia, and Asia was getting ready for work. Uh, Asia got ready for work and, uh, Asia put Zion to bed and then, uh, she came back out and the baby was sleeping and, uh, I believe she laid on the couch for a while with Tierra prior to going to work while she was waiting on her ride. Uh, and, uh, she had asked Asia to give her a text when she gets to work so she knows everything's okay. And she didn't hear from her. Um, and I think it was somewhere around midnight, 1230, that she finally reached out to Asia. And Asia said, yeah, I'm here, uh, but I can't talk. The boss is here. So I believe that is when this event started uh, because of she was angry with, uh, with Asia. Uh, there was a couple different things. One, the, the girl that gave her a ride, um, Tierra was jealous of this girl, thinking that Asia may be fooling around with this gal. Um, that didn't end up being the case, though. No, that was not the case at all. Um, so it, I, I guess it's, it's probably somewhere around 1230, between 1230 and 1 o'clock is, I believe, when the, when the violence happened. What do you think happened? In uh, I can, I mean, I, I know what happened because she ended up telling us eventually, but through the hours of interviewing, in fact, at one point we ended the interview because we had been interviewing her too long and uh, wanted to let her rest. And we got her to the jail and received a call a few hours later that she wanted to speak with us. And we went back and got her and brought her back again. Um, that second interview was after she had learned of the passing of, of Zion. And that's when she changed her whole story to fit the injuries that we confronted her with. Um, I think that, uh, I, I think there was a lot more violence than she told us. Um, I think there was probably a lot of throwing she probably threw him around quite a bit, uh, dragged him, uh, probably hit him. Uh, it, it's uh, this is kind of tough to talk about because I can't. I just imagine this little boy and just how beautiful he was, and thinking of this monster that did this. Uh, but she uh, she ultimately couldn't get him to be quiet. So she had told all kinds of stories that she consoled him, she got him to sleep, uh, that she had some thing wake her up in the middle of the night and it was just her heart saying, you need to go check on Zion. Uh, she went in there, he appeared like uh, he wasn't breathing and she did the proper thing and went through the CPR and called 911 um, and just... Uh, that's where it started. Uh, by the time we were done, 
she had said how he would not be quiet. Uh, so she became angry, went in the bedroom, slammed him down to the floor, pushed him, uh, threw him a couple times, um, and grabbed him and put him in bed. Still could not get him to stop crying. She said he was crying harder. Uh, and her frustration was growing. So then she said that she placed his face down in a pillow uh, with a robe uh, beside his face and then held her forearm over his back and head into that pillow until he stopped crying and stopped moving. That is when she went back out to the, the living room and did her, her thing that you wanted to talk about. Um, and I'll let you go into that. But after that is when she went back in and found him exactly how she left him. Now he's not breathing. And she throws him some more, bounces him off the floor a couple times. Uh, and she does call 911, but uh, it was... It was very, oh, what a humanitarian. Very, very violent. What a humanitarian. Let's see, you threw the little kid down. You know, he's probably, what, uh, 19 months? He's probably 25 pounds, 30 pounds, something if like that. that. Yeah, if he that was a little bitty fella. Um, and he had the audacity after that beating to cry because he's hurting and he's expecting somebody to take care of him. That was his caregiver then. And instead, uh, because of her anger, because of her whatever issues she has, um, his penalty was death. Can you imagine... Face down in a on a bed, on a blanket, on a pillow, on a on a robe, anything like that. You're struggling to try and get a breath, and somebody and this girl was probably 225 on the hoof. She was no lightweight by any means, holding him down, smothering that little baby, and then she wants to spin it up after she finds out that he's dead. With oh, I had this epiphany that I just should wake up and go check on him. Something just told me. Maybe it was an inkling of consciousness. Maybe it was, nah, I couldn't be conscience because you wouldn't, you don't have one. You wouldn't do that to begin with. Chris, do you remember any other people that you interviewed? Uh, just, uh, yeah, just the Asia and Tierra for the most part. I think uh, I did interview the lady that took Asia to work, uh, spoke with her family members. Um, one thing I wanted to, to clear up that Brian had said is when, when we got done with our first interview and Tierra had called from the county jail uh, to say that she wanted to go further, uh, explaining what happened, she did not go to jail on our charges for anything uh, with Zion at that point in time. She did have warrants for her arrest, uh, which she was held on uh, that's why she was in the jail at the time. That's that's right, Chris. I forgot that. Why do you think she called back, um, you know, and wanted to talk to us? In a way, I think uh, she wanted to kind of get this off of her chest and uh, and ex explain what happened. Like, I'm the victim. He was crying. It was an accident. Uh, but anybody that watches that interview and talks with Tierra, uh, who has had a child prior to this, which passed away uh, in Chicago, um, I don't think she was uh, being sincere when, when she was sad about Zion. 
See, I, I had my impressions a little bit different. I got the impression that she wanted to come down and she had time to think, concoct a story in her head. And of course, we're just dumb cops. We don't, you know, we don't get anything um, and come down and try and spin that story. Um, she had a little bit of an idea of what happened and how she was going to try and work it around the evidence to, uh, to help her out. And it didn't quite work that way. Uh, we're smarter than when we look, apparently. Um, what, what's your take on it? Um, I think that uh, when, when, I believe when, when, we, when we took her to jail after the first interview, and that's right, Chris, it was on the warrants because we had not done enough investigation yet to say 100%, and that's what we do is 100%. And when she called back, uh, because if when we took her at the end of that interview, I believe that is when Zion had passed, and we had told her that he had a skull fracture. Uh, so I think she had time to think about, now how can I make this sound uh, to where I'm not an animal uh, by crushing this baby's skull? And um, I think Chris is right, too. I think she just wanted it done, wanted to, to get, it, get it over with. And uh, She wanted to get it over with, but she wanted her story out, not the truth. She right. wanted her story that may be plausible to give her uh, an out, an excuse, uh, an oops, I didn't mean to or whatever. Yeah. Not that she wanted to come in and say, this is what I did. I really screwed up. You know, it was it was picking. It was There'd be a statement, that's a lie, couldn't happen like that. This is what it, no, couldn't happen like that. And it wasn't like she came down and wanted to just, I screwed up, I want to get this off my chest, I want to tell God I'm wrong, blah, blah. Right. It was, what can I do to minimize my exposure on this? The kid's dead, there's nothing I can really do about that now, so I just better cover my ass just enough. And, and the, the thing that, struck me odd while in this interview was everything that seemed like her concern was going towards was where is Asia at? Is Asia going to see this? Uh, can I talk to Asia? Uh, can I explain what happened to Asia? It wasn't, I'm sorry, you know, uh, she more wanted to try to, I don't know if it was salvage her relationship uh, after killing this lady's daughter or son. Um, I don't know, but she was uh, very adamant that she would like to see Asia, which wasn't going to happen. How in the hell do you go, I love you, I really care about you, I want to be with you forever, you know, we're meant to be, but, oh, by the way, I killed your kid. You know what, but I, you know, I know my birthday's coming up, I'd like to, by the way, I killed your kid. Um, how do you make it come back? A, I think I got a good answer to that. Go ahead. Uh if you remember throughout the whole first interview with Tierra, she was just sweet as pie acting so nice to Brian and I. And when we told her that she was going to jail on the warrant she had, she, I think we seen the person that Zion last seen come out of Tierra because she was so upset and mad kicking and screaming when those handcuffs went on that I think that was just the complete flip of her being so nice. Then all of a sudden, oh no, my back's in a corner. It's on. I'm going to do what I what I have to do. 
Well, I'm I'm sorry, punk, and my little snowflake, that you had to go to jail for killing a baby. I mean, what what do you expect's going to happen? I know probably most of your life you've been given everything and excuses made for your behavior, and now all of a sudden it's elevated to this, and nobody can get you out of it. So it's time to go to jail. I mean, that's that's what happens. But I, you know, going back to her wanting to explain to Asia. She wanted to spin a story. She wanted to convince Asia because now she knows she's going to jail. She's going to have to have bond money if she can get a bond, which that wasn't going to happen. She's going to need food money. She's going to need a whole lot of things. And um, she just wanted to get her story out as quickly as she could. She wanted to tell it. She didn't want us telling the truth. That's what she was most scared of. Her narcissism, she thought she could spin something to her to get her to believe it other than the truth. Well, if that's what you've done all your life, you lie, you got away with it. Nobody ever challenged you and it was okay. And sorry, you had a bad life and you know, the usual stuff. And then it goes from simple things that people cover for you and lie for you. Now all of a sudden you're elevated to a homicide and guess what? 70 years by tell me about the trial. Who set witness in chief on that? uh, Was that me, Chris? Yes, I believe and so. it was it, a bench trial. Yeah. She, she, because I was uh, in the background trying to stop Asia from getting too crazy. Yeah, that's correct. You were on Asia Watch. Uh, he, Chris was the only one that could control her. Well, she'd have got over the rail to her. And she tore her eyes oh, out. Yeah. And yeah. she's she's a little bitty thing, but man, you talk about feisty and just just a good lady. But um, it, it, the bench trial lasted three days. Uh, Who handled that for the prosecution? Uh, that was, I believe, Joe Dietz. Do you remember who was on the other side? Uh, Chris, do you remember who represented her? Brian, I do not, unfortunately. It, it doesn't make any difference. They got beat anyway. But go ahead, out of the trial, go. Yeah. Um, bench trials are, to me, a lot easier than jury trials. Uh, but we, at, at the time of... When we went to trial, I mean, everything was so definitive that there really wasn't a whole bunch of question in my eyes. But that's for the judge to decide that. Um, the uh, the big thing that I think that that was key was the the day after they teched the apartment. I think we held that for a day or two while this was going on, and I think that. Uh, we went in the next day with fresh eyes and I, I can't remember if Chris was with us and we all went in and just, we wanted to see if we could find a mechanism um, because the baby's head was, was smashed. He had a crack skull on a child that age is very hard to do. Um, and uh, we had found up way up on the wall, probably about six, six and a half feet up a blood spatter and rub and when we looked at it close, there was little pieces of hair in that that blood, um, which ultimately turned out to be Zion's in his hair, uh, which means she swung him and smacked him his head on that wall up that high. So, uh, which we didn't know where that came from originally when when we had seen him in the hospital, but. Uh, you were paying great attention to find that on the wall, Brian. Well, I I can't remember. I know we were all there. I don't even remember who found it, but I know we found it. And uh, that ended up being huge. But 
Krista, what do you remember how many weeks prior, because little Zion also had uh, a significant burn that was in stages of healing. It was a couple old, a couple, what is a couple weeks old to his hand. Do you remember that? And that, that happened in uh, Tierra's care as well. Yes. When he grabbed the, uh, the hot iron that she was using, uh, supposedly he grabbed it in her care. Right. He had, uh, what were they, Chris? They were all the way down pretty much to the bone, all the way around his little hand. Like he had grabbed a, a flat iron, but experts say uh, somebody would not have held that that long to get that deep of a burn. Well, what's your reaction? You said some hot, you, you, you pull repel it away. away from it. That's but, correct. Uh, you know, he's, he's 19 months. He's going to do the same thing. He's not going to hang on to it and grip it yes. until it burns that deeply. That's probably more like held. That, that was only she will know. Yeah, that was that was purposeful, uh, I believe. How long did the, uh, the well, the judge, it was just a, a judge. So a bench trial is just a judge. There's no jury. Right. And usually what happens on that, the judge will take it under advisement and issue a ruling. What was it, like 30 days or something? Yeah, I think uh, I went to court in January, like the 20th through the 23rd. And I believe the judge's ruling came out in the middle to the end of February. I think it was like February 18th that the judge... I remember it's all piling down there, and, uh, you know, the family was there, and I remember Asia, uh, if I remember correctly, she jumped into your arms, and she also jumped into Chris's arms, um, not in joy, but in thank you. Yeah, when when the judge read uh, the the finding and the, the sentence, and she was charged with uh, neglect of dependent causing death, uh, Neglect of a dependent um, under 14 because it's a second charge. I think that's what it was. And then, no, it was battery for someone under 14 years old, resulting in death. And she was found guilty on all three charges uh, for a, a total of 70 years. And she was about as stoic as you could be. She just stood up there like it was no big deal. You know, it's just something I got to do. Yeah. Um, Chris, can you think of anything else that you want to say? Uh, no, I, I well, I, I am a little sad that uh, Asia wasn't part of this, but I understand also. Uh, I tried. I, I made probably 15 phone calls and never got anything back, and I can understand, uh, you know, that feeling. So, you know, we got to stand for a little dude. Yeah, I called her and texted her and uh, – and normally she would get back with me pretty quick, but I have not heard anything from her. Uh, I hope she's doing okay. And uh, uh, like I said, I know, I know this is tough for her and she, she's trying to put it behind her, but uh, he'll always be with her. Yeah. Well, I'm going to give you a little warning. So if you have kids around or you have people, you don't want to hear what I'm going to say, you better get them out of the room. Or you better get them out of the car, or you better turn it off, because here it comes. This person that we're talking about, 70 years. I left Cookie open to tell you about he didn't die at the scene. He was still alive. That little guy was in that room. You've heard, thrown up against the wall, six and a half feet up. You know when he hit the wall, he fell down. 
picked up, smothered, beat, abused. He fought for his life. And you know what this animal did? Oh, I know that's a terrible word, animal. Nobody's, yeah, I said it and I stand beside it. Animal, you killed a baby. You know what she did? Went and got cleaned up, took a shower, put on makeup, put on a new outfit, came out onto the couch, got on her computer, opened it up, put her password in, and went to a website where she could talk to other people and you can go, hey, show me your junk and I'll show you my junk. She was able to go through there and go, nah, Karen, I don't like you. Sally, don't like you. Martha, you don't look good to me. This person, oh, now I've got the jackpot. I've got this pretty girl that wants to see me naked. And I want to see her naked. And what did she proceed to do? Masturbate. She rubbed one off while that baby was in the next room dying, fighting for every breath, fighting to live. Has no idea what happened to him because of the, of the skull fracture. She had the audacity. And people are going to go, oh, no, she had to be crazy. No, crazy people don't take a shower, put on makeup, get cleaned up so they look good, open up computer, put in your, put in your, uh, your word, go to that website, and then filter through people until you go, oh, that one's hot. Got to see that one naked. And then not only are you able, not able, not only did you masturbate, you were able to have an orgasm because we all know when you kill somebody, you got to relieve that tension. We specifically sat in there and asked her, did you do anything? Did you, while you were rubbing one off, did you call an ambulance? No. Did you go in there and help that baby? No. So your orgasm was more important than realizing what, a, what an asshole you are and you should have been saving that baby, but that orgasm was more important to you. I had her go over that. We had her go over that two or three times. Because when you hear this story, you're going, you got to be kidding. There, no, no, no. Crazy. Nope, not crazy. Dedicated to what she wanted to do. Her narcissistic attitude, her, her own pleasure was more important than saving that baby. Now, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Maybe if she'd have called, who knows? Maybe that baby would have survived. I don't know. I don't think so, but maybe. But when people hear that, when we when we told people that, they go, no, there, there is no. Yeah, it happened right here. All those pages right there are the statement. All the lies, breaking them down, more lies, breaking them down, more lies, breaking them down till we get to the point of that. And have her go over it two or three times so that if there is going to be a jury, they can look at that and go, you got to be kidding me. That came out of her mouth. That's exactly what she said she did. Because people, people hear this stuff and they go, no, there's no, there, cops make that stuff up. Let me tell you something. When you walk into a scene like that, you know that baby is relying on you. That family is relying on you. Justice is relying on you. Um, every citizen is relying on you to do the right thing. And you have to listen to that. And do you think for one minute, I didn't want to go over that table and choke her? I'd be a liar if I told you different. I did. Human nature, that's what you want to do. But I didn't. He didn't. We treated her the way she should have been treated, as a suspect, as a liar, 
and as a killer. Nobody abused her, nobody treated her bad. We broke her down and we got the answers that we needed for little Zion. But when you walk in, you see all those toys, you know, a day before that little baby is playing with those things and having fun and running around. And like Chris said, you know, eating and playing. And the only, the only problem he has is what cartoon is he going to watch? And then some animal like this does something like that. You can't call it any other way. I'm sure there's some tree hugging whale saving earth muffin out there that'll go, oh, I went back to society and it's society's fault. Those were choices. She made choices. She made choices to throw that kid. She made choices to smother that kid. She made choices to kill that baby. She made choices to lay on a couch after she made herself whatever she made herself. And she can still do that and enjoy pleasure while that baby's dying. You call it any way you want. I call it for the truth. Um, it's a sickening event. And then these guys go home. They go home to their own grandkids, their own kids. Next day, somebody's got to go down and watch an autopsy. This little, this little tiny baby. Yeah, I won't go into what an autopsy is. You know what it is. But until you see one, you smell one, you hear one, you taste one, because Everything is right there in front of you. And then go home and and think everything's going to be okay. Things are never the same after you see something like that. You get sarcastic. You um, you just look at, you look at people different. You can't help but look at people different. Now, I know cops grew up. We're human. I get it. But I'll be go to hell. There's probably not too many people that are running down there and signing up to be one of us to see stuff like that. It's a hard job. You got to be hard to do it. You have to be hard to survive it. And we're there to speak. Um, we're there to speak for Zion. And I know I appreciate uh, I appreciate the effort of all the guys that worked with me, not for me, with me. Again, we all put in our time. We all did our job. We all took care of this, but it doesn't bring back Zion. Chris, you got anything you want to say, and then I'll I'll kind of wrap it up. Uh, Lil Zion, he, he, just hearing what AJ had to say about him impressed me so much uh, that after we got the verdict back, uh, I gave one of the little South Bend police cadet badges to her and asked that she put that uh, that badge on his his grave site which she sent me a picture about 10 minutes afterwards with it on there uh just a tough little kid uh sad to see what happened to him well thanks for the job you do what about you cookie uh just um you know we talk about these interviews and breaking people down and that that is truly a team effort uh, Chris and I interviewed her. You, I think you and Chris interviewed her. You and I interviewed her, and uh, the, together we we get to the end of the the day and we have the truth. Uh, when we took her back to jail the second time, uh, she went back on her warrants and on murder charges. Well, is that accurate, Chris? Very and. Uh... You did a, an extraordinary job in that interview. Yeah, we we all. I mean, it's it's a, a team, and just the, those those are tough. Those are tough. The the the, the kids. Uh, 
you, you have to separate yourself from your children, your grandchildren, and all the little kids you've ever seen in your life that are healthy and happy and know that you have this person in front of you that took this child's life and uh, it's just it's 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 difficult to deal with put it that way well it is and it takes a special person and like I said it's a hard job and you got to be hard to do it and you have to push on you can't let it uh, manifest in your head and eat you up to where you're not a good you know, husband, a father, a grandpa, any of those kinds of things. But you still know in the back of that cranial vault of yours, it's, it's stirring around. Well, you know, it, at the end of these, I always uh, do the last thing. And um, again, I, I thank you. It was an honor and a privilege to be a police officer for 45 years. Um, I want to thank all the First responders that are out there now that still fight the fight, even uh, you know with all the awful things that are being said about us. I want to thank all the vets that help make this country free, and I want to thank all the uh, armed forces people that are still taking care of our country. Uh, I respect you. I appreciate it. Uh, my family appreciates it. Um, if I was young again, I would I would do the whole thing over. Um, and I've said it before, I'm not so sure now with computers and all the crap that goes on, I'd even make it out of roll call with, uh, you know, with some of the things that you can't say anymore because, every, you know, everybody gets a knot. And uh, sometimes you need old school dudes like us still to tell it the way it is and get to these people. Um, it, it, it's a shame that everything is being turned into this touchy-feely stuff. Some people don't understand touchy-feely. They understand a bigger bully. And um, it's a necessity whether you like it or not. When I hear this defund the police departments and all these idiots saying that stuff, I'm thinking, okay, you just heard the story. We'll leave. Do you want to come in and go handle this? When the shooting's starting, do you want to come in and go take care of that? Do you want the gangbanger that the people are saying defund? The police, you want the gangbanger making the call to your house when your child's been molested? Look, common sense, common sense has to kick in. Um, I'd go back, but I, I, they would have to have a special set of rules for me because I'm gonna bust your ass, I'm gonna tease you, and I'm gonna expect it back. But seriously, if you want to be a police officer, sign up, sign up see what it's like, feel what it's like, know that on your best day, you're gonna piss off 50% of the people and you're gonna make 50% of the people happy. That's your best day. I arrest you, your family hates my guts, I arrest you, the family that, that I'm taking care of loves me. So if you're looking for a new friend, get a dog. We'll be back next week. Uh, we're gonna, we put these up every Tuesday, not we, because you've heard my skills with the computer. Um, it's put up every Tuesday. Uh, you can go back to killercatchers.com and look at them. And if you have questions, my number is 574-229-8115. I am still doing homicide cases. You can hire me. And I don't want, I don't want that to be a commercial, but I guess it is kind of. But I'm still active in, uh, in the police world, not as a policeman, but a private investigator. Call me. I'll help you. Thank you.